passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, 2022 cannot officially begin until we ring in the new year with the man I reached out to Thanksgiving weekend, 2007. Wow. Sir, Mr. Ariel Hawani of jerrypark.com. Would you be so gracious to come on Fight Network Radio to discuss your recent exclusive with Kurt Angle? And he said, <laughs> Fight Network Radio, you yeah, small timers. Sure, I'll carve out some time. And since then, I have bothered him on a yearly basis, culminating in 2021, where the man showed up four times wow. at post-wrestling. And I just went for it. I said, we've got to kick off the year right. The prediction show, the 10th annual prediction show begins now. Ariel Hawani, independent Hawani, joining us now on the show. Hello, Ariel. Happy New Year. Hello. Hello, John. Happy New Year. I can't wait for this. Uh, it doesn't feel... I'm over Happy New Year's, if I'm being honest. I feel like, you know. I did say Happy New Year. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. I don't like that. <laughs> but after <laughs> June 3rd, uh, excuse me, January 3rd, I feel like we need to move on. But it doesn't quite feel like the year starts until we do this. Sometimes we've actually done it in December. Sometimes we've done because you asked me so many times. Technically, I think it's five times in a calendar year, right? Like in the, in the span of 365, this is my fifth appearance, correct? We did the prediction show last year. We did post podcast. Was that in January or was it in in December? That is a good question. I cannot exactly remember when we did that show because I'm only I'm remembering when myself. I released it. Yeah, I'm trying to. I, I can't remember either. In any event, four or five times uh, back in 2007, a huge deal for me. Of course, you reached out via email. Uh, this time, though, you reached out via text, which was very nice. Um, although you reached out text put out the feeler, didn't throw out an actual date. I had to come back. That's how much I enjoy this. I come back with the day and time. True or false? Very true. I what usually, a guest I am. If a guest ever did that for me, hey, is this time and day good for you? I would go to their house, wherever they may live, and kiss their feet, if I'm just being honest. Well, I did know that you had a bit of a travel schedule, so I was trying yeah. to be uh, trying to accommodate you. But yeah, it, w- it was a faux pas because I'm usually uh, I usually do have the specific day and time so that they don't have a that wiggle room because it, it is a bit of a pet peeve to when I will get a a request of hey, can you come on my show and just open ended. So you know what I actually do that now. You know why? Because I say this is my new move. Can you come on the show on Monday? Mm-hmm. Right. Here's why I don't throw out the time because I have like a four hour window, right? right? For MMA hour. So if I say, can you come on the show Monday at two 30 and the request just stays there for a day, I'm going to get too anxious. I'm going to go and try to book someone else. So I don't want to commit to the time. I just want to commit mm. to the day. Then they come back and they say, yeah, sure. What time now I'm looking at the landscape. Okay. And I try to respond right away. The most annoying thing, if we're really getting to the weeds 
is if they say, yeah, sure, what time, you hit them back within seconds because I'm usually very close to my phone right over here, and then they don't reply. I'm like, you just replied. Where did you go? Where could you have possibly gone? How is it possible that it's going to take you another 24 hours to get back to me? That drives me insane. Alas, these are the things that you know bookers like you and I have to deal with. We don't have professional bookers working for us like other great broadcasters. We just have to do the nitty-gritty ourselves, and dare I say, it's a better product as a result of that. Yeah, it's 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 something that like I uh, f- from booking so many guests like on a like at, at the peak of it when we were doing Fight Network Radio Monday to Friday that was minimum two guests a day sometimes more and then the law on Sundays so that was my week of booking wow. every single one and I just about you know the the odd time Morrow would have you know a request to have someone on that he'd call or something but largely that was all on me and coming out of it not when we started post not having that. We need to have this guest on this day every mm-hmm. single week. It was like, man, I I became more selective uh, with, with booking interviews because with you, you're putting together a puzzle every week, twice a week. Like it's just this large puzzle and all the pieces have to fit. And I think that's like such an arduous task. But I, mean, I guess you find your rhythm. How, how have you found that, especially with the two shows a week, less guests per show, but spread out over two days. Yeah, it's it's, but it ends up being the same amount, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, eight, nine, whatever. What about uh, Helwani and Morrow working together for the first time in 2021? I wonder if this is going to come up. I mean, we actually worked officially for the first time together. Pretty big deal, I feel like. If we're talking about 2007, it's such a joy. By the way, you would love it. Like you know, you're there. You're in the coffee shop. You're getting ready. You're in the pre-show meetings. And it's Morrow. Like I, you know how I feel about Morrow and how much I've watched him over the years. And it's, uh, it's great to see his process and to see how he works. He's such a legend. I love that guy. And uh, there's like brief moments where you'll get him for like 20 minutes. He's not really out and about, but you could pick his brain. And you know how that goes. Like 20 minutes with Morrow can go in a million different directions. And it's like I could do three hours just sitting and listening to him and picking his brain. So... One of the real highlights for me of 2021 was getting to work with the uh, the greatest combat sports announcer of all time, in my opinion, the great Mauro Ranallo, your friend and mine. Yes, yes, I actually just talked to him uh, this week. So, oh wow, yeah, seems to be uh, seems to be doing very well. Now, when we finished the prediction show last year, when I stopped recording, he <laughs> said, "Hey, you didn't ask the big one for likely unlikely." I was like, "What was that?" Me being at ESPN a year did from I now. Did I say that? You did say that after the after the show, and I I did not ask that particular question. Wow, and I question. know at that point you probably did not know likely or l- unlikely at January of 2021. But when you go back 365 days, I would say that um, in the elusive Highway to Helwani Chronicle, um, 2021 maybe multiple chapters. Oh my God! Yes, multiple. Cha- I mean. January to June is probably a couple chapters, and then you know June to uh, to December maybe another one. I'm guessing it would have been weird for me to say unlikely while I'm still working there. Yeah, I, I probably so. would have said likely, but in <laughs> that, my heart, that probably would have got so much attention though yes, for this show. Yes. <laughs> ESPN personality unlikely to return. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure the New York Post would have picked that up. Source himself. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I, I probably would have said like I was. I would have said it was like 60-40 at that point, unlikely. Like I, I, Come January, definitely come February, definitely come mid-February with that whole Gina Carano thing. I was like, yeah, I kind of feel like the end is near. So, Did that Gina Carano thing happen in – that was March, February? February. February. God, that, fe- that feels so long ago. I know. 
It's wow. insane. But that was really like when I think back and when I'll always think back, that's the moment. Not so much, you know, the thing with Gina and I, um, just like the way it was handled. Mm-hmm. That's when I knew kind of where I stood. Um, and while people were telling me things behind the scenes in public, things were handled very differently. And you kind of understand are like, all right, yeah, maybe they like you, but like they don't like you that much. And they're not going to go to bat for you that much. And so that's kind of a signpost in my brain as I look back at the year that was. Um, yeah, that was kind of when I knew it's time to really ramp this up because a bunch of things happened after that. Not to get into this whole story, but like a bunch of things. Like that's when I changed agents and all that. Like I was like, I need to take control of this situation. I need to find out what I want to do, where I want to go, who I want to work with, yada, yada, yada. My last question before we dive into the, the meat of the show is that I, I'm sure you have followed the Ken Rosenthal story with oh the MLB gosh. Network. Yes. And like having, you know, both of us, I think, have had experiences like working for, for big companies that in the modern media age, there are going to be ties to subjects that you might have to be covering. And when I see a story like that, I sort of just exhale. And I'm really glad I'm in this position where I am not put into any of those kinds of situations. But it's it's also like the reality of working in big media is that an ESPN is going to have ties to a UFC or you are going to be working for entities like a Sportsnet and its connection where you're covering the Toronto Blue Jays and how far you can go. And it's it's kind of uh, disappointing to see that like that is the media landscape, but that is the reality. And the Ken Rosenthal story just kind of typified what some of the, you know, you go too far you're out of a job. Yeah. I mean, amazingly for him, I've always felt maybe rightly or wrongly that those jobs, those particular jobs, NBA, TV, NHL network, MLB network, um, NFL network, there's some compromising having to be done because like it's the freaking league that runs it, you know, Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. And so I don't feel like those jobs and maybe this is unfair on my part are truly independent, um, the fact that he was able to stick around for 12 years is pretty damn amazing. Uh, but yeah, that's that's absolute nonsense. I mean, he's one of the most respected uh, reporters in baseball. I would say he's one and two with Jeff Passan of, of ESPN, and he's been doing it longer. Uh, he seems to be respected by everyone involved. And then he just gets unceremoniously dumped like that. Thankfully for him, works for Fox, works for right. the Athletics. Yes. So it's great that he has those other gigs and it doesn't seem like those will, you know, present any issues, but Fox is a broadcast partner. I would, I'd be shocked if they got rid of him or anything like that because they're in, you know, in bed with MLB. It's just tough. It's tough in 2022, 21st century. It's, it's really tough to do quote unquote journalism and whatever your take on journalism may be, it's tough to keep it real. It's tough to say the truth, report the truth when you're working for a rights holder. It really is. And that's one of the main reasons why I wanted to go to Vox. One of the main reasons why I wanted to work with The Ringer, because there's no ties there. There's no ties to any of the MMA organizations. I I don't have to be uh, told what to say, what not to say. I don't have to worry about X, Y, and Z. Like There's a ton of guests that I've had over the past six months that I never could have had on my ESPN show. Um, and you know that to a degree, but once you live it, it's a whole different thing. Like if someone tells you like, oh yeah, you know, if you take this job, it's going to be a little bit dicey about, you know, this and that. And like, yeah, okay, I could deal with it. But then when you're in the position where you're like, nah, you can't talk about this. And now nah, you can't talk. I mean, just, uh, 
on Wednesday, I had Artem Lobov on, and I love Artem Lobov. I think he's a great character, and I'll never forget, Artem Lobov was on my show after he fought Jason Knight in a bare-knuckle fight, and his face was all bloody and bruised and everything, and I was told I'm not allowed to have any bare-knuckle fighter ever on my show. Not only that, I'm not allowed to talk about bare-knuckle fighting. And wow. so his next fight was Pauli Malinaji, and I couldn't talk about it. I couldn't even reference it. I couldn't even mention it on any of my podcasts. Like, that was a big fight, if you recall, right? The Connor storyline and all sure. that. And my theory is, I was told it's too gruesome. I'm like, we're covering cage fighting here. What are you talking about? My theory was someone in another state on the West Coast said ESPN shouldn't be covering this. So if you notice, they don't really cover it. And I'm not a big bare knuckle guy, but Artem's an MMA guy. That's an MMA story, right? Just like when Tyron Woodley's fighting Jake Paul in a boxing match, that's an MMA story. To me, Artem fighting Pauli Malignaggi is a story born out of an MMA rivalry, right? With, with Connor and Pauli and all that stuff. Um, and so that was very disheartening. I won't have to face that ever again. I'll never make that mistake. I'm never going to make that. I'm never going to go down that road. So, you know, this is just life in media in 2022. There's a lot of money when it comes to these deals. At the end of the day, you and I and Ken Rosenthal and all these people, like we're important. We may think we're important, but we're not more important than those TV deals and those rights deals. And so that's just the reality of the situation. Which always blows my mind that it's it's the broadcaster paying the league and not vice versa. And yet the league, the, the leagues are the ones that are perceived to have all of this power that the broadcaster, I think, willfully gives to them. You think UFC wants to disrupt anything with ESPN? They would be no. out of their mind to right. disrupt that relationship. Although, okay, so 100%. Now, the MLB network thing is a little different, right? Because right. MLB owns that. Yes. But yes, yeah. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't agree more. Um, it's amazing how much power is given up. And it's not just with the UFC stuff. You hear it with, you know, I, I've heard the stories about the NBA not liking Stan Van Gundy and all this stuff. And and so, yeah, you're right. It, it's at the end of the day, who's getting paid by who? And if you break it down to that, it's amazing that the ones who are actually getting the money are the ones telling the ones paying what to do. So we are going to first recap your likely unlikely performance of 2021 and oh, see yeah. how you did. We had 35 scenarios last year, throwing at Ariel completely off the top. And Ariel gave a quite an answer of likely or unlikely. And do you want to hear the ones you got correct or incorrect first? I'll go correct. Okay. So these are the ones you got correct. One major sports league shuts down midway and cannot finish their season and crown a champion, you said, unlikely, all the major sports leagues, <laughs> you can always depend. Death, taxes, and sports leagues through a pandemic getting to the finish line. Those rights fees, <laughs> they're not going to pay themselves, folks. Nope. The New York Knicks win 25 games. Oh. You said, likely, 41 wins for the yeah. New York Knicks. So yeah. uh, you, they, they certainly covered the spread. And then Thank some. you. TJ Dillashaw versus Uriah Faber. You said, un. Likely did not happen. Team Alpha Male did not uh, did not have a, another implosion. We did not go back to the feud that that seemed like a layup this year, but yep. it did not happen. UFC runs a card at the T-Mobile Arena and is open to full capacity. Mm. You said likely wow. against, against my better judgment. I will say likely they did. They ran many a card at the T-Mobile arena and they, from a live event perspective uh, outside of the apex, uh, they had a pretty, pretty successful year when it came to demand for tickets. Boy, do I love those apex shows. 
I know you are a big fan <laughs> and maybe they will just stay there. Just to piss for, me off. For, for infinity. John Jones is UFC heavyweight champion on New Year's Eve. You said unlikely. He was not. That's a pretty big bulk prediction dating back I, to January, right? I, a year ago, I think the idea that John Jones was not even going to fight this year. Yeah. Um, even though I think UFC, they're, they're in a position where I don't think they are as beholden to um, servicing like their biggest stars. Um, I, I It was definitely a surprise to me that yep. he did not even fight this year. So then I altered it and said, John Jones is UFC light heavyweight champion on New Year's Eve that you found amusing and also said unlikely. No championships for John Jones. No fights for John Jones. Amanda Nunez defends her 145-pound title. You said likely, and she did. She did make a defense of that 145-pound title. Kayla Harrison competes on Ultimate Fighter. Unlikely. Ah, Unlikely. Yes. yes. <laughs> An MMA group enlists the services of one Bjorn Rebney. Wow. You said unlikely. And this is where I am going to invoke my criteria for okay. inclusion on this show. This is like renewing your driver's license, where yeah. for Bjorn Rebney to continually be brought up by me on this prediction show, he's got to do something. So I was ju- I was just going to say, you are single-handedly keeping Bjorn Rebney alive. He's done well, nothing. Well, well, well. He has done nothing since the, the MMAAA and yeah. uh, the Mexico tweet. That That is it. That one week. He did the MM AAA. He comes back on my show. He's talking about all the. Uh, you know what's amazing? Uh, my my old friend, who I think you knew as well, Adam Geller, Snacks Geller. Did you know Snacks Geller? I did not know him. I think I think we you introduced us at a UFC show once. Yeah. Okay. Um, legend unfortunately passed away uh, far too young. I was looking back at one of our last texts ever, and it was about Bjorn Rebney talking about he would always text me funny things after my show and it was about Bjorn Rebney talking about how he watches old pride shows on his VHS and all that stuff you know that that gimmick that he would always talk about which no one ever believed and so it was just amazing I was just re- it was the anniversary of his death a couple of days ago so I was just reading that and uh, yeah it was just what a bizarre time what a bizarre time the MMA AAA would have celebrated its five-year anniversary last month. wow really <laughs> That is insane. Five it week, years? It was the week of the, the Toronto pay-per-view in December yep. of 2016. Cerrone. Cerrone was on that card after yep. his, uh, his bear attack or whatever the hell happened to his face. I still don't know. Was that real or not? I don't know. I think every year, we, whenever we talk <laughs> about the MMAAA, we move on to Donald Cerrone and what happened to his face that week. <laughs> Francis Ngannou does not receive a UFC title fight. You said unlikely. There's no way they can deprive this man. Yes, he got his title fight. But man, was it not smooth sailing for this dude in the UFC this year? Horrible, horrible. Don't get me started on that one. UFC eliminates its pay structure of show and win money into guaranteed amount. I'm sure you like laughed uproariously at this. Yeah. Unlikely. So there is a there was no shift in a guaranteed pay. CM Punk calls a UFC card. Unlikely. Mm. Unlikely. He was busy this year. Although, you know, he's very uh, prominent on those Fury shows. Yes. Hey, Fury. Yeah, he wore a Fury shirt on. I saw that uh, the Fury Dynamite grappling. Last yeah, Wednesday. yeah, I yes. saw that. Is he good on those? Do you listen to those or no? Uh, I've only heard them here and there. Yeah, it seems like he's you know he's knowledgeable. He follows like the fighters and and, and stuff like that. But, it is uh, weird though when you see him like interviewing some guy who's like two and one. It's like this is CM Punk, one of the biggest stars in pro wrestling, and now he's you know playing the part of Joe Rogan in the cage. But uh, 
I respect the fact that he's still doing it despite the travel with AEW. And also it seems like it's just more of like a passion thing for him. So yeah, much respect. The most purchased fight of 2021 is Floyd Mayweather Jr. versus Logan Paul. Wow. You said unlikely. Now, I don't know. Is that true or not? Uh, Floyd and, and Logan Paul. Um, what what was the most purchase? I guess Connor. I think Connor and Dustin. Yeah, which one? Did As I recall, ever... didn't didn't the second one slightly outperform January? Yeah, but didn't didn't they say Floyd and Logan Paul did over a million? I think that was the number. It's it's been very hard with these these Paul numbers of like yes. what you what you decipher. Um, also, when you asked me this question, by the way, I think we thought that they were going to fight in February, right? That's right, because that was it. the one where they had the weird, if you order now, yes. you get it at a discount, yes. this t- terrible idea of how to sell yes. pay-per-views. And now it sounds like he's going to fight another YouTube guy? He's going to do like a, like some sparring fight with some 19-year-old YouTuber. In Dubai or something? Yes, yes. he's like the son of some gigantic uh, billionaire, millionaire. I can't hate on it because he's probably making a boatload of money to literally do nothing. Like his workouts are probably tougher than this. That that Logan Paul fight was like the closest thing to a work match that we've ever seen, right? In in uh, recent boxing, like there's no chance that Logan could actually hang with Floyd Mayweather. I don't even care about the size difference. It's crazy to me that he even thinks that he won. Uh, and I respect Logan. Like I, I actually like the Pauls. I don't have no problem with them with what they're doing. They're very smart business wise. But come on, who believes that they actually you know can hang with the likes of Floyd Mayweather? Sanity. Anthony Johnson. Uh, makes weight for a 205 pound fight you were you said likely and he did he did uh in fact just one unfortunately just one fight yes yeah mark ratner writes a book oh unlikely a book i would i would love to read i would uh, love but, to read it yes i would but i would love to read it when he's out of the ufc yes yeah right? definitely do, do you think there is the freedom out there for someone at like a top executive level in the ufc when they leave to have that ability like i'm gonna think that there's going to be like like a Joe Silva. If Joe Silva wanted to write yeah. his memoirs, do you think he'll never do it? He's I don't think he would either. Yeah, he's yeah. too loyal to them. And or it would be a terrible book because yeah. I think it would be a very much uh, like if you're not going to give yeah. everything, uh, like Joe Silva, that could be a fascinating book. But I don't. Oh, think absolutely fascinating. I mean, I'd love to. Honestly, I think like a Lorenzo Fertitta book would be interesting, just because he's not that much of a quote unquote open book. Um, I don't know if there's many executives over the years that have played prominent roles that are not, you know, still in the UFC or that were known enough to like, there was Gary Cook for like two years, Marshall Zelaznik, but is anyone reading those books? Probably not, unless they're really going to spill all the tea. I was actually talking to uh, my guy, GC. He was asking me about some good MMA books and there aren't that many good MMA books. Like the one that came to mind was uh, John Wertheim's book, Blood in the Cage. You're yeah. you're Mr. Book now. You read all the books. Like what he's reading the Hicks and Gracie book at the moment, but like what's the greatest MMA book out there? Um Clyde Gentry did like a fantastic like history of MMA book called uh, No Holds Barred. Um okay. first he put out one called Brawl, and then he it was like a reissue called No Holds Barred. John McCarthy's book is pretty if you if you want to learn like the like the history of the UFC, especially like w- w- all the rules being being put together. That was yeah. one. Randy's book that that Loretta works on with with Randy was uh, okay. an okay. Book. Have you read Blood in the Cage? I have. Yeah, yeah. That's it's a really good book because it started out where it was just going to be about like the Militich camp, right? And it kind of 
like MMA exploded, it sounds like, right as he was writing this. And then it more so became like an overarching book on kind of this explosion. But again, it's you read it now. It's kind of through 2008. I know eyes. it's tough. It's tough. Uh, Bisping's book pretty good as well. I haven't read Bisping's, but yeah, I heard, I heard that one was very good. I Mark Hunt's book. Did you read that one? Uh, parts of it. Not the whole yeah. thing. Good. Um, I, I have not read Mark Hunt's book. I read Uriah Faber's book not all that long ago, which it's, it's all right. It's all right. Yeah. It's, uh, um, you know, half, uh, half motivational, half, uh, Liddell had one, but again, like, like there's not great, you know, yeah. I could, I, we could sit here and talk about 20 great wrestling books, right? Right. Um, yeah. from the Mick Foley ones to the actual like historical ones, there's not as many in MMA, in my opinion, the Tom Wright Chronicles. Where's that one? Oh my God. Yeah. The, Where's the, Tom the, Wright? What does Tom Wright do now? Yeah. You said you said that didn't you say that um ESPN did some feature on on Tom Wright a few years ago? Because I think that was my question of Tom Wright resurfacing because he yes. I have not heard a peep out of Tom Wright since 2016, whenever it yeah, was. Yeah, he just disappeared. Um Greg Rosenstein, who was the editor of the ESPN MMA page for a minute, uh, he was doing a look back at UFC 149, that okay. debacle of an event. And so he was trying to talk to Faber, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Faber fought in the main event against uh, Burrell. And he didn't know who Tom Wright was. I was like, you should try to talk to this guy, Tom Wright, who is the head of UFC Canada. Here's his email. Give it a shot. And I think Tom responded to him, shockingly. I just assumed he would like resurface and like with some like Canadian sports league of some sort. It's like, you know, he's a, he was a big player up here. Huge. This is my favorite one that you got correct. (laughs) Tito Ortiz resigns as a city council member of Huntington Beach, California. Wow. You got it right. Wow. <laughs> I'm impressed. Yeah. I, I don't know if you were going out on a limb, but he did resign. Uh, he, that was it. His political career came to a crashing halt, much as it began. The UFC settles with the fighters and lawyers in the antitrust lawsuit for a sizable figure, thus ending the suit that was first filed in 2014. You said unlikely, and the case goes on. In an experimental move by the state of Kansas, media member Mark Ramondi judges an MMA fight. Oh, my God. Unlikely. Did not happen. Mark Ramondi, who I would That'd endorse. That'd be fun. I would endorse as a judge. Nate Diaz is confirmed for the next season of ABC's Dancing with the Stars. Oh, my God. That Disney connection. Unlikely. Did not happen. Cain Velasquez has an MMA fight. You said unlikely there's a better chance of him doing something with AAA. And who comes back in December? Wow. Cain Velasquez in AAA under the mask. It was not a great match, by the way, but Cain Velasquez did get back into a wrestling ring. Was it not a great match because of him? No, it was more so the crowd was like, it ended up like the crowd just shifted and was more into like LA Park than they were Kane. And I think Kane was a little thrown off by like the booze he got. Um, it, it was it was like not all on him. It was like, it was a trios match. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm fully expecting that he's going to continue to try and get the pro it. wrestling train back back on track. He he got severely derailed going the WWE route. That was a that was a terrible decision in hindsight. Ter- I mean, I'm sure he got paid a hell of a lot more, but yes, as far as his career, momentum, just an absolute and signed at a time when you wouldn't think that signing a big contract I might get cut. Like this was I know. Th- WWE was not in the cutting, you know, right. splurge that they they are in now. Brock Lesnar appears on DC and Helwani, which really uh-huh. does show you how t- how, uh-huh. how much has happened in a year. Uh, no Brock me Lesnar. Sad now, jeez. You did say, you did say unlikely. Okay. Uh, Logan Paul puts out a video using the hashtag Helwani Boxing. That was wow. unlikely. I, I don't wow. think that did happen. So nope. you got that one correct. 
Dana White, we we took a selfie together, but that's pretty much it. You came close. Dana White and the UFC launched their own news site. Unlikely. Mm. That's an interesting one. Yeah. An interview is conducted with Prebeck. Sadly, you said unlikely, and sadly, it was, in fact, unlikely. Can I just tell you something? He's the new Bjorn. It's like, where, where is he? Where is he? Where is Tom Wright? There's a part of me that fe- like is like fearing the worst now with Prebeck. Mm. Like, how do you just disappear? You know, it happens. I mean, it it yeah. happens like with some people that I mean, we're, we're in this culture where it's like everyone has like a, at least that you interact with probably has like a public profile. And some people yeah. maybe just completely want to be off the grid. Uh, hopefully. It's, I mean, I, I, I respect it tremendously. It's just it's crazy. He was just mm-hmm. there and then he wasn't there. And then the last one you got correct. The recipient for poster of the year on the 2021 Helwani Nose Awards goes to Robert Pearson. He would have wow. got my vote. Uh, you said unlikely. Uh, why, and, why did I say unlikely? Um, I don't know. Too self-serving? I, it it could have been. That might have been uh, your description. But Robert Pearson, what, a, what, a what an MVP behind the scenes at both post-wrestling and the empire of Ariel Helwani. He's the connective tissue between us. I got to tell you. I'm such a big fan of that guy. He is so freaking talented. The, the, the way in which he does the, I don't know how he does it. I don't know how, how he does it so quickly. Um, what a lovely guy. I'm a big fan. He's a guy that uh, just out of the blue, he like will send me like a nice message wishing me like a Merry yes. Christmas, but he'll yes. personalize it as well. So it's yeah. like, Maybe he's just inserted my name, but he's gone to the trouble of changing the name. If he's sent it to multiple people, no. he's just a, a genuinely great human being. Couldn't agree more. One of those beautiful byproducts of this job that we have, like you just meet these people, right? It's like the DC and Hawani picks. He just like, hey, I was bored and I made this. And then it led to all this other stuff. You you meet these amazing human beings who are just kind and supportive, good hearted. And you don't know why. You don't know why they are compelled to do these things for you and to reach out to you. But it's just like the best part of this job is meeting those people from all walks of life that you never would have met. You never would have interacted with if you didn't have this job. It's an incredible thing. All right. I'm going to quickly go through the ones you got incorrect uh, before we go into uh, the new one. So the Toronto Maple Leafs reached the second round of the NHL playoffs. You said likely they were out Ah. in the first round too. Why? Montreal. Yeah. The Montreal Canadiens knocked them out, sent them to Toronto, go back into quarantine. That's right. A beautiful there thing. Are, Although you guys are in a much better spot than we are right now. Uh, I, I guess so. Yes. There are zero NBA games on Canadian soil this season. And I specifically said not all of 2021, but the current season they were in. You did say unlikely. And the Raptors played in Tampa for the 2020-2021 season. Mm-hmm. The Buffalo, this was definitely uh, a a deceptive one that I threw at you to pull at your heartstrings instead of your head. I said the Buffalo Bills returned to the Super Bowl and uh, they did not go to the Super Bowl. Uh, You you said likely. I I think uh, you had to. Uh, They ended up facing the Colts in the first round and and that was that. No. What happened? Give us our credit. Beat the Colts, beat the Ravens, lost to the Chiefs. Okay, I've got here the Chiefs at the end. I, yeah. You could have Come told on. me any scenario, and I would have just agreed <laughs> with you. <laughs> Number of NFL games John Pollock watched? <laughs> Zero. I know, I know. On December 31st, 2021, Conor McGregor is the UFC lightweight champion. You said likely. Mm. Bellator airs at least one card on CBS. You said likely to that. Did not yeah. happen. Did not How happen. about this one? Hamzat Chimaev 
only fights once in 2021. You said unlikely. Wow. He had one fight this year. Wow. To coincide with the 20th anniversary of the UFC purchase, Lorenzo and Frank Fertitta are inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame. You had said likely. No love for the Fertittas. Crazy, right? Snubbed by the Hall of Fame committee. Yeah. The wall Sage, at the apex. Sage Northcutt fights for one championship. You said likely, and you estimated between three and four billion people would watch that fight. Nah. So it uh, did not happen. Poor no Sage. Sage. And he was booked uh, to fight. He was booked to fight Shinya Aoki, remember? That's right. That's right. It fell apart. Um, an onset, an onset appearance at either a WWE or NXT kickoff show, you had said likely. What is an onset? Oh, for me? Yeah. So appearing on the kickoff, but not from the famous the Helwani yeah. book backdrop. Right, right, right. Yeah. Didn't happen. Although, I mean, I was backstage at Survivor Series. That's that's true. You were there. Um, did you technically appear on the kickoff? That's where we no, I did not. I did things. not. I did not. And this last one, I cannot 100% uh, say whether it happened or not, but you start, you put pen to paper or finger to keypad, you start writing Highway to Hawani. Mm. It's like that thing that's in the back of my mind that I keep saying I should start documenting, chronicling, but uh, no, I have not. All right. Well, your performance, your performance this year. Yes. 71% edging Mm. out. Last year, actually, you were equal with last year, 71%. Really? Yes. Um, Isn't my best like 80-something? Your high point was the great year of 2019 where you hit 84%. That is, you know, that is incredible. That's it. it, it, You've had a strong pass every year. You've never fallen below 70. And and so what is that? How many right? How many wrong? 25 out of 35. That's not bad. That's very good. These are like, think about uh, just... Like the randomness of some of these. Yeah. No, I, I, 25 out of 35 sounds a lot better than 71%, in my opinion. So, okay. I'll take it. So, this year, I'm going to throw you out all new scenarios. We'll just get likely or unlikely. And at the end, a special game. Ooh. This is new? Uh, Yes. Wow. But it is one that you, some STEMI introduced this year, but we're going to flesh it out. Okay. So, there you go. You can, your, your brain can start spinning. All right. The Toronto Raptors, currently number 10 in the Eastern Conference, miss the NBA playoffs. Mm. Now, let me ask you, if they make it into the play-in tournament, you know about the play-in tournament, right? Not at all. Come Please Please tell me. So there's a new thing now where, so 10 teams qualify and then it's, it's very hard to, it's like a mini tournament to determine the seven, eight, nine and 10 pretty much play each other to determine who's seven and eight. So there's like a one-game playoff between those last four teams. So the top six make it in, and then they do this like mini thing. So my question to you is, if they make it in the... How about they have to qualify from the play-in tournament? Just being in the play-in tournament. They have to be 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 in the eight, yes. Ah, That's tough. Uh, I'll say unlikely. Okay, unlikely typing these now so i don't uh, although they're they're it's an impressive thing that they're doing i don't know you you following them not a whole lot no it's a, it's just amazing like they've lost all these guys Masai is just unbelievable he drafted scotty barnes everyone said he was crazy barnes is looking great impressive the new york knicks miss the playoffs as well uh, they, they are number 11 no i ha- see this is it's tough i'll never go against my teams so i'll say unlikely 
I, I basically said this was an unfair one like five minutes ago, and, and here I am doing it. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I have to say it. Uh, major league, I don't feel good about things. I'll just remember that caveat. The opening day of Major League Baseball happens. This, uh, this labor strike oh. is resolved, and they, they play on the scheduled opening day. There's no delay in the season. Talk about not reading the room, right? I mean, like there's a pandemic. People are losing their jobs. People want entertainment. They want to be, you know, you know, they want to be talking about hot stove and stuff. And like you morons, this stupid sport every time. It's like you guys can't read the room. What's wrong with you? Um, no one wants to be talking about labor crap during a pandemic. Um, that being said, I think cooler heads prevail and I think they, they get it done. All right. Likely. What what a disaster that would be, right? It's like who who would want it, to be following this crap after all this bubble stuff and all like really, you morons? It's amazing when you when you follow like these industries and the amount of leverage that, that players have and we compare it to like MMA or pro wrestling where yeah, like nothing. these these fighters and wrestlers that got these companies through these pandemics to make sure all these contracts were paid from television broadcasters and your your cut of that Nothing. Could you imagine? And at the end of it, WWE eliminates all these jobs. Could you, like, honestly, imagine, I don't know, uh, SummerSlam at the Thunderdome, right? Imagine they all just said, yeah, we're staying in the hotel tonight. Yeah, and it's, it would never, ever happen. Like, that's, I, I think, honestly, like, UFC fighters have more of it in them to at least speak openly about some of these issues, whereas a WWE wrestler, you are never going to hear that in Why any kind of public is? space. I think it's total fear of just rocking the boat and being the one person that will stand out and they will get the brunt of that. And especially now where like you've seen sizable names get cut. I, I don't think anyone wants to put themselves in that situation. Can I tell you just thinking about it briefly, why I think that may be the case. Like you could be, let's say a Nathan Diaz, right. And be viewed as a malcontent to a degree, but at the end of the day, they have to book you because you're under contract at some point, and then it's up to you to win. Yeah. In this other world, you speak out, you can get buried by them, right? I mean, like you can either be put on TV for a second, you could be made into a fool, you could lose to some, you know, jobber. So that I, I would imagine that probably goes into it a little bit as well. Okay, Phil Jackson returns to work for an NBA franchise. Unlikely. Unlikely. You'd have a better handle on that than me. Yeah. So I just read his book. You liked it? It's an interesting book. I, I wouldn't like overly recommend it. It's uh, it gets very philosophical at times, which I didn't mind. But mm -hmm. uh, in terms of like the stuff with the Bulls and the Lakers, like if you followed those those runs, yeah. like it, it's pretty fascinating stuff. It's not like he he came across like guarded about team dynamics and stuff that happened behind the scenes. Like he he shared quite a bit in it. It's, it's it been out for a few years. Sorry? When does it end? Does it end after he leaves the Lakers? It ends right as he's joining the Knicks. So th oh. this was a number of years ago. So it really it doesn't, doesn't talk go... about the Knicks. It's only like the beginning parts with, with the Knicks. So none of like the fallout and, right. and leaving. Does it all. talk about his playing days? Yep. Yeah. He does talk a, a, a bit about that. The Toronto Blue Jays start their season playing outside of Canada. Oh, God. How depressing. I'm going to say unlikely. Okay. And now we will get into the MMA portion, starting off with your favorite subject. Ten or more UFC fight nights take place outside of the UFC Apex. So fight night events. Ten, Ten or more. more. I'll say likely. Okay. 
the Mark Kerr film is released by Dwayne Johnson's Seven Bucks Productions. Man. Remember so that? Yeah, that's like that's the 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 story that led to him coming on my show. Um, because I tweeted about it, and then like a week later, he responded to the tweet some some weird reason and he doesn't even follow me and and uh although he follows me on instagram and every so often i'll get like a text from my friends like you know the rock just commented he just like randomly comments on my stuff it's like wow this is incredible the rock um is that even being filmed i haven't heard a peep about this yeah. film since they Does made it get released? a big deal about it yeah i'm gonna say unlikely all right uh, and you know it's not necessarily their fault everything changed because that was uh, announced in 2019 by the way you ever watch young rock yeah yeah, I don't mind. It's not it, bad. It's yeah, not bad. I, I My kids actually the, uh, like it a lot. I watched the Christmas special over yeah. over the holidays. It was nice. It's not bad. It's uh, it's actually a lot better than I thought it was going to be. With a book coming out this summer, you do an interview on your YouTube channel with Syracuse alumni Brian Gortz. Wow, does he have a book coming out? Yeah, yeah. About his career? About his like time at WWE. We no talk way. about Joe Silva. Brian Gortz could have a hell of a book. He was there. Oh. Like year, he came there in 99 and was there pretty much full time till around 2012. So think of all that time he was there. Oh, my and the God. Power, the, the dynamics of who he worked with. By the way, every so often I see him pop up on Twitter and he's like a little bit critical, right? Sometimes. Yeah, he, does, he doesn't hold back. Um, hundred percent. I mean, I feel like I could easily make that one happen myself just by we, we follow each other. And, you know, I told you about me going to see him speak in, at Syracuse, right? Yes. Um. Yeah, I didn't know he was writing a book, and it's how about many people, his... how many people went to that. That uh, oh my god, it was like twelve, and I was amazing. so pumped. I was so pumped because um, it was while he was working for them. Yeah, it was. You know, this was uh, two thousand three or something. Two thousand two, oh. two thousand three. Yeah, it was great. Uh, so, are you going likely on this one? No, likely. Yeah, likely. Okay. Yeah, likely, likely. Yeah. Kayla Harrison fights Amanda Nunez. Unlikely. I thought you were going to go in a different direction there. A Paul brother wrestles at WrestleMania in Texas. Hmm. Interesting. I feel like when they bring in Logan, it doesn't really like stick. It doesn't really do what they want it to do. Am I wrong? I mean, I guess the Kevin Owens thing got them some buzz. Yeah. It was like at first when they brought him in, I think they thought he was going to be a big baby face and paired him <laughs> like going playing off of the Miz. I was like, do you guys have any idea who this guy is? And the crowd like hated him. And it was mm-hmm. like this awful segment he did with Miz and Morrison where the crowd just dumped on him. And then by the Kevin Owens stuff uh, and doing the stunner at WrestleMania, I was like, okay, you guys, you guys figured out the value here of a, of a Logan Paul. And the crowd went nuts if, when he took a stunner. I wonder if the bigger play, the smarter play is bringing in Jake at this point. Like, I feel like to the audience, now to the combat audience, Jake is a bigger deal. He feels bigger to me. Yeah. Because throughout their, you know, lives in the media, Logan was always the bigger deal. Um, I'm going to say unlikely. Charles Oliveira is lightweight champion at the end of the year. He uh, runs the, the lightweight gauntlet. I'll say unlikely. All right. Combined fights between John Jones and Conor McGregor for the UFC is three this year. Ooh, three fights three? between John Jones and Conor McGregor. So one of them would have to fight twice. Unlikely. Okay. Conor McGregor fights for a championship. Unlikely. Bellator's Bantamweight Grand Prix begins and ends in, huh. these, 12, in these 12 months. Oh, 
Unlikely. So it has to end by the end of 2022. Yes. Unlikely. Ambitious. That featherweight Grand Prix, when did it start? Like September 2019, and then they got yeah, but again, by pandemic. pandemic. Yeah. But still, like... You, you don't know what could happen. Like, Yeah, but also, like, it has to start now, right? And it's yeah. not starting anytime soon. AJ McKee has a boxing fight with Showtime. Mm. Unlikely. Nate Diaz That's- becomes a free agent. That is... What a question. I mean, free agency in MMA. We are on the cusp of maybe something fascinating or something not happening at all like there's four big guys that can actually test the waters nathan izzy connor and um francis could you imagine those guys like connor has what two fights two fights yeah two fights left izzy has two i believe uh diaz has one and francis has this like term thing where like francis has a weird thing that if he loses he's done Mm-hmm. And then I actually think Francis will resign um, in the end, but like he can actually play out the year and then they claim at the end of the year, 2022, he can walk away regardless if he's champion or not. I mean, that would be like the Medusa moment, right? Could you imagine Francis showing up on Bellator, throwing the, <laughs> the belt into the garbage can? But when um, you're looking at, at, at like those four specifically, like what, what is the play outside of like, is a Bellator, is a one, is a PFL? Like there are no stratosphere to be able to pay these guys anything what they're worth it's like the play is boxing or so weird right or nothing. no like, aw right there's no exactly AEW. it's like to me bellator is like should how, be the aw they should be a- but if bellator it's like yes we could we could guarantee you this money we have no avenue to recoup this money we don't do pay-per-view well, like we could but like we're not in that business so it's like it would fundamentally change what a bellator would have to do and i just Unless you just want to take on a fighter as a as a loss leader, but it's just it's just difficult to for these fighters. The that business. That's there's so point. much in UFC's favor. Like they have so much leverage and control over everybody, and the number two company is just eons away from them. I couldn't agree more. Also, you have a situation where it's like if someone leaves WWE, uh, let's say like a Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan. Um, And then you're like, oh, he goes there. He's going to fight Omega. He's going to fight this guy. He's going to fight that guy. Okay, if Francis leaves, who's he fighting? Like, who's the fight, right? Yeah, yeah. You're in that position where the idea of putting a fight together and it's like you're you're paying to watch Francis and and Ganu and whoever the opponent is. Check Congo? Like, like, who's he fighting? That's the problem. Um, So you're right. If Nathan leaves, if Connor leaves, it's probably to do like a one-off thing or maybe it's to even fight each other. But yeah, it's it's a totally different landscape. so that being said, so the question once again is he leaves the UFC or he fights he, he just be, He becomes a free agent. Doesn't necessarily have to fight elsewhere, but he is free of this contract and is, and is essentially free to sign wherever he wants. I'm going to say unlikely. Which, by the way, on Monday I said he leaves. <laughs> I didn't like that prediction. Uh, I'm going to say unlikely. Max Holloway makes a full-time move to the lightweight division. Mm, that is a really interesting one. That is a great one. In fact, I was just talking to someone about that. Uh, I think that's likely. All right. <laughs> exactly 10 years after their fight at UFC 145, John Jones and Rashad Evans become training partners again. Wow. How do you even think of that? I've told you the story about how that feud almost never happened, right? <laughs> this, 
why, why don't you why don't you quickly retell okay you, sorry you sorry. have told the story but okay. I, I i enjoy it like you were <laughs> you were right in the middle of this it's so crazy these are the stories i need to remember for i need you to help me write the book um okay uh march no February of 2011, he beats Ryan Bader. Rogan goes in the cage. Hey, Rashad's injured. Do you want the title shot? Yes, I want the title shot. Oh, my God. What's going to happen to Rashad? We're going to get John Jones versus Shogun Hua, March of 2011, Newark, New Jersey, UFC 128. I'm working for Versus. Versus is putting on like four of those events a year for the UFC events. The next one coming up is Martin Katman versus Diego Sanchez in Louisville, Kentucky at the KFC Yum Center. So they send me to Albuquerque to do a sit down with um with uh with John Jones and they uh to do for the pre pre-show as a you know interview leading up to the pay-per-view coming up in 2 weeks. So we do this interview, we talk about all the stuff his career blah 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 and I ask him about Rashad and I ask him if he wins, would he fight Rashad? And he says yes. And I'm like, whoa, that's a big deal. Now, this isn't a live interview, but, you know, obviously, huge deal. So now we're in, in Louisville. I'm uh, at dinner the night before. And they're like, okay. And so, you know, we're going over the show. Um, you know, uh, during the pre-show, a portion of your interview with John is going to air. It's going to be five minutes. I was like, oh, what's what made the cut? I mean, it was like a one-hour interview, right? Um, this, 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 is that. I'm like, wait, the Rashad part didn't make the cut? No, we didn't think it was a big deal. Like, what are you talking about? This is gigantic. If I didn't ask that question, it's it like doesn't... seven seven hundred thousand buys, guys. This this fight did approximately. Now, as I may, recall. like, okay, at some point it probably comes out, right? But the crazy thing is, I asked the question. They say, "Oh my god, okay." So what we end up doing is, it's too late to insert it into the piece. So what happened was, they played the piece. I came back on camera. I think I was actually with Molly Karam, who now is on first take. She was the host. And um, then I say, and oh, by the way, I asked him about the Rashad, and we just played that specific thing. So it was salvaged, but it was very clear if you knew what was going on that this wasn't originally a part of the piece. Um, and then the whole thing, you know, blew up into a whole big deal, and Rashad got upset and all that stuff. It's just amazing to me that if I didn't ask, oh, by the way, what made the cut? Who knows what happens to that moment and that soundbite? So anyway, going back to your uh, your question, no, unlikely. You don't. Know it would be a great story, and I could see John doing something like that, but no, I don't think so. You know what their team name would be called? The Anti Jaxers. Wow, that is good. That is true. Yeah, they're. You know what? Now they're both. But 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 here's the thing. His beef isn't with Greg Jackson; it's with Wink. I know, I know. I'm yeah. so, uh, it's, a, it's a good name. It's, it's a, good a clever name. name. The the yeah. anti Winkles are not as uh, yeah. <laughs> not going to get a laugh. Dustin Poirier fights for the UFC welterweight championship. Wow, man! The thing is, Usman's fighting Leon Edwards probably, but he's only going to fight him in like May, June, July. Nah, I'm going to say unlikely, because then like a Hamzat or something will be ready. Daniel Cormier is inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame. Mm, good one. They haven't announced the the nominees, right? Or the inductees? No. Um, man, I could see it. I could see it. I mean, it's so hard. Who the hell knows how they pick these people, but I'll say likely. 
I think when you weigh in all the different factors, connection to the company, recent yeah. retirement, still very yeah. much in people's uh, yeah. immediate memories. Um, yeah, like it's, it, it has kind of followed the path of like a yeah. retirement. This being go yeah. in. Steve Miocic fights just period has a fight. Also a weird one, but I'll say likely. Chris Jericho has a wrestling match with Jorge Masvidal in AEW. Ooh, wow. Did that big angle. No follow-up as of yet. Does anyone care about the ATT angle? Like, I feel like no one cares about it. It's, uh, I enjoy Dan going, Lambert. Right? Uh, yeah, it's, it's still going. It's, uh, it's kind of there. It's not, it's not like the hottest thing. But, but the wrestlers I, I aren't. Like, the, the MMA fighters aren't wrestling, right? No, they haven't been present for, for some But Lambert time. is with the two guys? Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. He's like their manager? Yes. So it's not really an ATT thing because they're not ATT fighters, right? No, no. I mean, the, the fighters haven't been there for, for a while, but I mean, they could always reintroduce them. I, I, I fully think that they'll probably. So he's just kind of acting like an old school heel manager. Totally. Yep. He's doing well. He's doing very good. He's a, he's a great talker. By the way, you really? know, this guy's like a multi, multi, multi-millionaire, right? Like he does not have to do. This. Oh, I know. I know. I don't even know if he gets paid. Honestly, I wouldn't even be surprised. Um, I, he's just, like, talk about a labor of love. Um, I say unlikely. How about Paige Van Zant wrestles in AEW? Yeah, that's an interesting one. I thought I saw a lot of people saying like she was so great. I didn't really think she was that great, to be honest. I thought she was overacting. I thought Kayla was way better than her. Kayla was great that one time she was yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. She stood out in a, in a um, big way. Everything Kayla does, she's incredible. And also her promos are awesome. Um I could say I could see that, likely. Eagle FC lands a television deal on a notable cable network in the United States. So, so we're not going to talk about if it's a network that you and I have to ask, or I have to ask yeah. you, what is this? Um, you know, uh, something of note. They they land a good television deal in the U.S. Unlikely. Okay. Ariel, an on the record interview with Nikisa Bedarian. Oh, you like this? You like this idea? You want this? I would love to hear from this guy. Yeah, I'd love this to. Guy's, I love the fact that you know. I feel like no one's paying attention to this. This part of the story, I keep trying to bring it up. Um, I, I don't want to see the person that's out the, the front and center. I want to see the person, the, the puppet master. Yes, that's, those are the people I want to hear from. Oh my god. Um, I'll say likely. Can you confirm something? Yeah. When we did that media basketball game at the Air Canada. Yes. Center, Yes. He, he, was he playing? Yes. That was him. Okay. That was him with the high socks. Remember he yes. came with like, yes, yes, that was a thousand percent him. Yes. I've I looked up his photo. It's like, I'm 95% sure I played basketball. I remember because he showed up with like all the fresh gear and I'm like, man, like this is the guy that comes to the, yes, he had, I think he was wearing high socks. Uh, Masai Ujiri and Rudy Gay were there working out. Remember? That's right. Yep. Uh, yes. Uh, shout out to Steve Keogh for putting that together. We all got jerseys. That That was to me, that was like the heyday of MMA media, right? I mean, it just felt like we were, you know, there wasn't as much tension between the UFC and the media. It was, it was, it was a great time. Okay. Now for this one, uh, we're, we're getting towards the, the end here. This is the kind of the last scenario, not so much likely or unlikely, but I'm right. going to give you five names and you're going to rank them in terms of the most likely versus unlikely for you to interview this year. One okay. being the most likely, five being no no chance. Is this okay? the game? Uh, no. Okay. The, game, the game will follow this, and then we will uh, 
Get so one is, is least likely, right? Yes. You might want to write these names down, but it's, okay. it's five names. And yes, one is most likely five. No chance. Most unlikely. So okay. your five names are Tito Ortiz. Yeah. Boris Griffin. <laughs> Donald Cerrone. Oh, God. Jake Shields. Ah. Any male member of Dominance MMA. Wow. Not Kayla Harrison. Yeah, yeah. You know, a couple have uh, slipped through the cracks. Um, and let's then let's be specific. Then we will we will just go with with Khabib himself. Ah, uh, and yeah, if like ever that. there is a time that I feel that they will be knocking on your door as Eagle FC is about to launch, I I think it's let's see, it's going to be coming. By the way, someone tried to. Uh, this is better, probably a better story off the record, but I don't give a crap. Someone reached out to me to work for Eagle FC. Oh, and I was like, "You're wasting your time, man." He's like, "What do you mean?" And uh, I said, uh, "Just trust me." Go take that one up the ladder and see what happens. Shockingly, it got very high up the ladder. And then at the very end, I wasn't going to do it, obviously, but I wanted to see how far it would go. And um, then it was it was squashed. But to your point, that time may come when, when something is needed, if you get what I'm saying. Um, the history of MMA is in Ariel's iPhone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. So Tito these Ortiz. names... So let's start with who is the most likely of those five? We'll go Khabib, Jake Shields, Donald Cerrone, Forrest Griffin, Tito Ortiz. The most likely. Honestly, I'll go Khabib. Okay. I'll go Khabib uh, five, right? Uh, Khabib so I have will to be rank like, him. If Khabib yeah. is most likely, then he's one. Okay, sorry. So Khabib one. I'll go. Uh, I'll go uh, Jake Shields two. Okay. Believe it or not. Um, I'll go. Forces. I'll go Tito three. I'll go uh, Cerrone four. Forest five. Forest five. So I tried to combine like ones that oh, yeah. might be difficult, uh, but also ones would you want to do these as well? I wanted. To, I mean, uh, the majority of them I don't want to do, but I know. Uh, <laughs> If I'm being honest, uh, but those are the, you know, Forrest company guy, um, Cerrone will probably not happen, but I have to put him in there. Uh, I still don't understand what the beef is there on that one. Tito like could pop up and do something. I, I actually think Tito and I aren't really on bad terms at the moment. Uh, Jake, like I, I would, enjoy, I think I would enjoy that ridiculous debate. Um, I would probably wear a mask for it too, just to piss him off. <laughs> Um, and maybe I'll wear my luchador mask with a mask over it. And then, you know, Habib, I, it, to your point, maybe they, they'd want to promote something and, and maybe it gets so contentious. It won't like where he's like taking UFC fighters. They're all in cahoots, right? Oh, Kevin Lee gets released. Oh, and then he lands on Eagle FC. Like, come on. Okay. Is there anyone like on your personal YouTube channel? You did a lot of interviews this year. Is there anyone? I know you don't like to maybe yeah. put out like a, a wish list, but are there kind of like those those non names, non MMA names out oh there God. that you're you're looking I have at? A, I have a gigantic document uh, that I can pull up right now. Is Bob, is Bob McCowan on the list? No, he's not on the list. So the th- it's actually a good one. I'm going to put him on right now. Um, <laughs> there, it, it's it's a it's an interesting thing with that because like right now what I'm doing is. I'm trying to not obviously talk to MMA people. I'm really trying not to talk to combat people. There's been a couple of wrestling people here and there, but it's just like, who are interesting people that I know I can get to? These are the ones I'm crossing off the list off the bat. Um, 
and who are, you know, interesting, somewhat famous, great stories, great lives, but they have nothing to do with MMA. So people that I've seen comment on my page, you know, like Kelly Slater, how would I ever con- – he comments on my page all the time. So like, oh, this is an easy one. So I'm trying to cross those ones off the list. So there's really no rhyme or reason. And then at some point I'm going to, you know, I'm going to exhaust that list and then I'll get to the wish list. I haven't gone to the wish list yet, but the wish list is gigantic. I mean, there's, there's, I mean, name them, but there's a couple of ones that I would love to have uh, that you like, you know, like talking to Renee was really cool. Mm-hmm. When would I ever have an opportunity to do that interview? I'd love to do Jeff Merrick. That would be a really fun one. Um, you know, I was thinking of like Dan and Jay or Jay and Dan of TSN fame, like people that I know that I've met along the way that I've respected. I mean, the media guys are super interesting to me. I don't want to go too much into the media stuff because then I'm just in one lane. But those are like the one like talking to Michelle Beadle was awesome. And when that was would a I great interview. Sh- yeah. Thank you. So th- that's the stuff that uh, I'm just. I love doing that. I just, I can't say it enough. I don't get paid to do it. It's just, I've met so many interesting people over the years to finally have a place to talk to them and for it to make sense has been a lot of fun. Probably like the thing I'm most excited about going into this year, honestly. All right. I've kept you for a long time. We're going to end off with a a short game here that you semi-introduced on one of your shows when you were going through kind of the process of, you know, messaging a lot of these people. And you said the line that I could probably tell you if this person is a green guy or a blue guy referring to text or iMessage, what, uh, what do they use? So I'm going to throw some names at you and let's see blue guy or green guy. Oh, this will be so easy. Is this the nerdiest game I could come up with? This is, by the way, I love this game. Uh, I'm going to kill this game. Uh, and it's sad how, how easily I will kill this game. Daniel Cormier, green guy, blue guy, blue, Chris Weidman, blue, Chael Sonnen, blue. Oh, I, I thought maybe, maybe green, maybe green, Mm -hmm. but but Mm -hmm. it's blue. Kayla Harrison, blue, Uriah Faber, blue, Pat McAfee, blue, Dana White. Wow. Blue. I mean, it, it just as, of 2000, as of 2016, he was blue. I'm pretty sure he's a blue guy. New York, Rick. Blue. Blue. All right. But you, could, you, you could see a scenario where he would be a green guy, right? I could totally see uh, yeah. a, 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 a green guy. Is, is, who, who would be a prominent green guy? Yeah. You, you, what, I don't think it? we hit one, did we? Yeah, that's it? I only, I, don't, I only had a very short list here. Yeah. Okay. Most prominent green guy, I would say, is Dustin Poirier. Okay. All right. Um. Yeah, I hate the freaking green people. I mean, I, l- let me <laughs> let me uh, take that back. I don't hate them personally. I just hate interacting with the green. Um, a recent new green guy is Chris Curtis, action man of UFC fame, who had okay. a great twenty twenty one. Poirier is probably the number one that I talked to. Let me see here. Let me just go quickly through the Rolodex. I mean, you couldn't believe the names here. Um. Are you someone that has like for for a lot of guys it's like multiple numbers or constant Oh yeah, well Derek numbers. Lewis changes his number every 4 minutes. Um Most people have kept them the same over the years. Yeah, I'm looking here. I've seen just one green, but it's uh How about a non-text guest? Someone that you've literally got to contact through other means. Is there anyone that comes to mind? Like like a DM? 
someone, I, I guess it could be a DM or someone that you literally have to pick up the phone if you want to book this person. There's no one that I have to pick up the phone. Um, yeah, there's very little green people. Dustin, probably the most notable. Um, but like a lot of these new guests, you know, I don't know them, right? Like for the YouTube channel. So like a Kelly Slater, Daniel Ricardo, I DM them. Um, is if, if what you're asking is, is there a guy that responds better via non-phone means, like non-text means? Sure, let's go with that. I'll tell you who I have more success with responding to is Connor on DM. Mm-hmm. Izzy DM. All right. Um, the the crazy thing is, is like you could give me the whole roster, and I could tell you the best way to get in touch with this. Like, <laughs> you say Francis, I'll tell you what's at. You say, um, uh, is what uh, is WhatsApp prominent? Oh, a huge! Lot, a lot of people that you interact with, gigantic, gigantic. Especially with the, um, like, if if they're European, I go to WhatsApp first. Mm-hmm. There are some people that you will text. And be like, oh, I never check my text. You should check me with. I was like, what? How do you not check your text? That's bizarre. So if they're European, honestly, I'll say if they're international, like, um, you know, like a Kai Car France, like all the 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 New Zealand guys, the Australian guys, WhatsApp. It's really just the American and Canadians that I go to iMessage first. But all those other guys, like a Whitaker WhatsApp. I don't even know if like Whitaker's a green or blue guy because it's always WhatsApp with them. Wow. Well, there we go. Is this fascinating? I don't know. I, I, I love this stuff. I love this <laughs> stuff. I, I, I love chatting with you about like the, how the sausage is made, the, uh, the oh, yeah. booking process, the headaches that uh, must come with it. But uh, there you go. I, I don't know if it'll come back or not, but green guy, blue guy. I thought that green was... guy, blue guy is a great game. I can't, uh, I wish I had a better green. I mean, Poirier is a pretty damn good green guy. There's actually been a couple of times where someone has been like, you know, historically a green person. And then all of a sudden the blue pops up and it's very Ooh. exciting. You know, they make the switch. Very exciting. That's a monumental shift in, yes. in, in technology. Because a lot of people, I feel like at this point, they just stick with it. Uh, so final thing. What's your uh, what's your appetite right now when it comes to to pro wrestling? You seem to uh, be more engaged than ever when it comes to professional wrestling. And and what are what are your kids following? Can I be honest with you? Yes, they kind of fell off. Oh, that, they lost. That happens. That's that's interesting insight of like what the because such a big focus is trying to get like this younger audience. And my question would be like. Yeah, some you might catch and they're going to become lifers, but I think that's going to be very tough. I just watch my son. He doesn't watch any like wrestling of any sort, but he goes through these phases and it's like yes. when he's done with something, he is done. done with it. It is no revisiting. I'm on to the next thing. 100%. Like there's a there's like a Lego phase and there's a PJ Mask phase and there's a Peppa Pig phase early on. So, it's interesting because my middle son Walter really into it. His birthday's in February and I was just thinking of this Last February, I probably got him 30 toys, like wrestling guys, right? Like classic Bret Hart, because I was so excited that he, this was like, we watched Royal Rumble. We had a WrestleMania party and now his birthday's coming up and I, and his toys are in like a little, you know, box in his room. And I'm like, do you want me to give these away? You never play with them. He's like, no, I'll keep them. But I could tell he just couldn't care less. We, um, we watched day one together. They were sort of into it. But there were guys like Madcap Moss, and they had no idea who that was, right? <laughs> so that just goes to show, um, you know, I don't know. It's it's weird. SummerSlam, I think it peaked. 
we went to a SmackDown show that they were really into it. And I actually thought the SmackDown show, because we sat so close, would put them over the edge and they would become even more into it. And something else happened. Very bizarre. Um, I am really liking AEW. I really enjoy AEW to me. And I, I know this will sound weird. Has a very 1999-ish WCW vibe to me. And I know that's not a great era for WCW, but it was always like, I just was kind of, it was so different than WWE. And I just wanted to see what they would do to switch things up and to disrupt that I was really into those pay-per-views back then. Um, I like the fact that they don't do a pay-per-view every month. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit hard to tell like Rampage, the dark, this, there's like a lot going on. I feel like, um, but I enjoy the Wednesday product. I don't really watch the Friday show because the Friday show is taped, right? Yeah, they tape them on on Wednesday, the yeah. occasional live one. But honestly, like I find like their Rampage, they try to make more of a priority, but I think you can get by fine with two hours a week of Dynamite and you'll right. be up to date on the stories. If something big happens on Rampage, they will certainly focus on it on the Wednesday and you can, it's a lot less in investment of your time. Whereas, you know, trying to get your, your child to jump onto WWE and it's like, we have one roster on Monday where it's a three hour commitment, another on, on Friday, you have NXT. If you want to follow this, it's like, what a commitment, what other product is asking you for that amount of time on a weekly basis? I think it's very hard for people to jump on board. And, and if you're not watching all of it, are, do you feel like you're kind of left out of certain stories and are you really invested in all of it? I, I said this to you over the weekend. The best way to watch WWE right now, in my opinion, is just watch the pay-per-views. They do a fantastic job of putting together those like three, four-minute packages. It tells you all you need to know. They actually make the storylines more They're interesting. Excellent. Like those yeah. those video packages don't get enough love. Like they do a tremendous job. So that comes across like, wow, this is a lot more compelling than what we watched in in real time. Hundred percent. Like I was watching day one, and there's like a package on Liv Morgan and Becky Lynch, and I'm like, okay, I got it. Now I'm ready for the match. You know what I mean? I didn't have to sit through a month. So number one, love the Saturday pay-per-views. I hope they remain. They're doing Uh, a lot of those this year. There's a few Sundays, but Saturday seems to be the big night that they're shifting to. I'm very excited about Lashley Brock, although I think it should happen at WrestleMania and it's happening too soon. I know that's a weird thing to say considering Lashley's been trying to get this match for like a decade, but it feels like they just stepped in something and they're like, oh, we need to go do this right now. I know they have their WrestleMania plans, but to me, it's fresh. It's fun. It feels big. Save it for Mania. Have Lashley win the Rumble. Save it for Mania. Are you going to the Rumble? That is up in the air. So my deal with BT is to go to the four big ones. Um, but they haven't told me because of all this, you know, travel craziness. Mm. Um, that was the original plan, but I don't know if things have changed now. So the plan would be to go to Rumble, Mania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series. It was fun to do the Survivor Series stuff. Um, but even like that car, I felt that car was very stale. I mean, other than Becky and Charlotte, it was very stale. I hate these non-title main events and the guys wearing the T-shirts and blue mm-hmm. and red. And the, I, I'm not into any of that. Um, so wrestling is interesting. I feel like it was a little hotter a few months ago, um, like September, August, when AEW was really coming strong. But uh, I really like it. And, and and honestly, the number one thing that I really like about AEW right now is like you see on Wednesday I was watching. Um, I just saw the main event. I saw Jungle Boy come out. And everyone's like into his entrance. And it's and, and you look at people and they're having fun. And it's you know what I mean? Like it's like, wow, this is cool. It feels like a cool club. Um, 
And I, I always say that's such a big appeal is that you watch it and through the characters, the music, it's you watch Huge. those shows, you want to be in that crowd. And that Absolutely. to me was always a, a, an appeal with ECW. It's that it's it's a commercial for selling tickets as well, because, you know, you can you can watch an AEW show and you very much want to be part of that that crowd. They do such a great job. Like the Adam Cole entrance is amazing. The Orange Cassidy entrance is great. Uh, I'm a huge MJF fan. I think he's an amazing talent, probably the best heel in in wrestling right now, in my opinion. Um, Honestly, even better than Roman Reigns as far as like feeling like it's real. Anyway, I'm into it. Um, It it goes through peaks and valleys. I feel like Roman versus Brock. Like I I love when when there's like a big match coming up at WrestleMania and you're like, this is going to feel special. And I hate when it feels like it's cobbled together. I thought last year was like a little weird, the triple threat main event. I didn't love it. I don't like the two-night WrestleMania thing. I'm kind of going all over the place. I liked it when it was NXT. I hate NXT now. I can't even watch it. It's unwatchable. I just, wrestling should be fun. It shouldn't be a bear. Shout out to guys like you and Way and everyone who like do this for a living and have to go through all this stuff. It's a bit depressing at times when you see all these releases and it's hard to root for something like that when you see all these releases. But overall, I mean, as I've said, I think it's in a better spot than the world of MMA per the point that we were talking about earlier where there's an option for guys, right? There's an option for guys and girls to go somewhere else to have some kind of leverage. It's not a ton. Sad to hear about Ring of Honor. The GCW stuff is cool. And what I'm really looking forward to, John, is the debut of the Freddie Prince Jr. wrestling promotion (laughs) which I will prominently be involved in. He doesn't know this quite yet, but I will be in it. Macaulay Culkin will be involved. I don't know if you heard his interview with Macaulay Culkin. Fascinating to hear Macaulay Culkin talk about wrestling on his podcast. Um, So that's going to be one of the big stories of 2022, in my opinion, in the world of pro wrestling. So if his people contact you, you can throw, you can ring that one up the ladder to the top and Ariel might be involved. Maybe, but no, he'll have to talk to my agent. Yes. (laughs) No, I'm just joking. (laughs) I I hope we get a, I hope we get the, uh, the follow-up this year. Yeah, maybe it could be like every uh, – remember when I used to do the Dane interviews? Could you imagine every pay-per-view I get a, a big Nick Khan interview? Yeah, so Nick, you said uh, to expect some changes to NXT in a few weeks. Let's talk about <laughs> we talk about the, um, the logo and the, uh, the you can't do this on television vibe of the whole thing? Remember that show? Well, yes, Ariel. Did I lose you? All right, do you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, I got you. Okay. Well, uh, my connection is unstable. This okay. show, though, is as stable as ever because we're going to give you 10 more years of these uh, once I send out my my blue iMessage to Ariel next year to come back on the prediction show. Ariel, thank you so much for all of your time uh, over the past year. It's always uh, fantastic uh, to chat with you. It's uh, I look forward to it every time. Thank you very much. Happy New Year's to you and your family. And uh, keep up the great work. I love the the post shows, the pre shows, the podcasts. You guys are doing awesome work. So thank you. Same to you and yours. And that is it for the 2022 Prediction Show.